Hi, McDuff. Hi. Cheersy cheers. cheers. What are we drinking today? So it's called um, Triennis, and it's a 2017 rosé from Napa. It is fresh as fuck. It's so fresh. It's not sweet. It's nope. super light pale pink, and and you can only get this at Specs. Like I have not been able to find this like at a G, at an HEB or anything like that. Like it needs to be like a wine store, but it is freaking awesome. It's so good. Okay, what is it? It is Triennis. I'll, I'll post it. Triennis Rose, mm-hmm. 2017. And I'm not a big like rose person. Like I, I'm not either. I don't but like sweet. It's dry. It's light. It's awesome. So, but what are we talking about today? Oh, today. It's something called the Gemstone File, and it's a conspiracy theory document attributed to this guy, Bruce Porter Roberts. Basically, what this is saying is, um, in 1975, there was a book written called A Skeleton T- Key to the Gemstone File. So there's a, there's a really famous book, but it's about these collections of documents from this guy, and he's legit, he's... He's got some inside track on some of these topics that I'm about to go over. But it is a, uh, the key, the skeleton key is a synopsis of this guy, Bruce Roberts' documents that presents a chronicle of interlocking conspiracies. So there's a ton that all go together. They're all American, like U.S. conspiracy theories including claims that world events since the 1950s were shaped by suppressed information, the names of supposed shooters of President John F. Kennedy, and suggested suggested connections between a number of political assassinations which occurred within a relatively short time frame. So he's saying that there's links. These didn't just happen on accident. Like, and here's the proof. He has all these documents that he wrote. So... People have called it the original mega conspiracy theory because it like ties all this shit together. Y'all, there is so much in this one conspiracy We're, theory. You're going to go down rabbit hole after it's, rabbit hole. It's fun. So who was Bruce, Bruce Roberts? Yeah, perfect. So he was born in New York, October 27th, 1919. He died of... He's an old man. Very old. Very old. The old. Um, died of lung cancer in San Francisco in July 1976. Um, so these, the, so the gemstone files are hundreds of letters handwritten in many segments over a number of years by him. So he was the creator of what we call like synthetic rubies. So you know how like today they can create, like people can create or a real, because our technology, you don't have to wait for like carbon pressure for millions of years to create a diamond. Like there are real synthetic diamonds like created in labs today so he was the one that did that with rubies like back in the day day so basically you know this guy just found a way to make them in a lab and his claim is that hughes like howard hughes's company uh, hughes aircraft stole his rubies (laughs) like that sounds so stupid stole roberts's rubies in 1960 for use in laser weapons research Howard Hughes was a very, very popular guy in this time. Well, he got all his money from oil and gas from Baker Hughes. His he was literally in so many industries. He's a he nut was too. The mo- he was the richest guy, like the most, the wealthiest guy in his time. Right. So basically, like 
this guy, Bruce Roberts, got pissed because... Well, he because he presented to Howard Hughes to get funded from his company. And he didn't sign a mutual NDA, did he? No, probably big not. mistake. So... So then Howard Hughes apparently, like, took over and... For laser weapons research. Right. Yeah. So his subsequent investigation of the theft inspired Roberts to write the gemstone letter. So that's the, the catalyst to this. Tracking the secret history of the international mob and industrial espionage. Espionage? Espionage. hmm And their role in political intrigue. In 1975, a 24-page chronological... Oh, fuck. Chronology? Chronology? Chronology. Chronology. Well, something. (laughs) Known as the skeleton key to the gemstone file began to circulate and has now become a legendary classic of conspiracy literature. So here's here's how this kind of happened. So he wrote all of these gemstone files and then he passed them on to -hmm. a conspiracy researcher called Mae Russell. So even though she thought he was a crank, like she thought he was crazy... She still, in turn, allowed author Stephanie Karuna to produce the book The Skeleton Key to the Gemstone Files. So according to the writings, the events of the second half of the 20th century were planned and executed with precision. What's more, the contents of these already interlocking conspiracies are very likely the tip of the iceberg in terms of how they interlock higher up the command chain and out across the world. So basically it's saying, like, everything that happened was planned. Nothing just happened. Okay. So it's saying, like, this was all orchestrated and... So all of these crazy events, these natural disasters or whatever. Right. These wars have all been planned. Right. All these happenings, like the JFK stuff, like, everything was connected and everything was a master plan. And it kind of, like, it reminded me, but it's not, like, a one world order kind of thing. But it's, like hey, you know what? The people in charge are way more in charge than you think. So the gemstone file is thousands of documents. Like, it's fucking huge. The gem... It is so hard. Like, whenever I started looking this up, I was like, what the fuck? There's so much information. So there's... um, I'm gonna... I'll, I'll put the link up, like... There is, like, you can see a timeline of, like, everything that yeah. happened within the files. It's huge. There's no way we're going to be able to talk well, about Well, as we break this down to... Go for it. Oh, no, I'm done. That, that, okay. that was the outline. So, let's start with... So, now, tell us about the actual okay. content within these files. I never knew about Aristotle Anastasis's past, right? So, I had, I had no idea that this was... That's why this is so interesting to me. So according to the file, this is in the late 30s, okay? Onassis entered into an arrangement with the Rockefellers and the Seven Sisters, who are the seven big oil companies of the world, to quote-unquote fuck the Arabs out of their oil. So Onassis already owned several transport ships and would eventually purchase surplus warships for the purpose of transporting oil, all of the extra oil from Iraq and from the Middle East. There were pockets of resistance to the purchase, but the proposal went ahead and the ships belonged to Anassis, so he got to do with them as he pleased. Hmm. He's a very, very rich and powerful man. And remember, this is the guy that ends up marrying Jackie Kennedy after JFK is assassinated. 
So two years after the oil deal in 1936, the first moves of controlling the American media went into action. Mm-hmm. So we're going from controlling the oil to controlling the American media. So at Onassis's encouragement, Eugene Meyer purchased controlling rights to the Washington Post. Huh. At the same time, several mafia families would begin purchasing similar publications and platforms. So this is a huge deal. Like, this is when it starts, like, corruption is kind of taking over America. And remember, you guys, this was JFK's big stance was, I want to put these mafia guys behind bars. Like, they are taking over America too much. This is dirty money. I want to get rid of this dirty money. Um. So now we're going to go back to the whole laser beam thing. This is 20 years later. The author of the Gemstone Files, Bruce Roberts, he claims to be the real inventor of the laser beam. And again, this is 20 years later. Roberts approaches Howard Hughes' organization for financial backing in the late 1960s. So he's like, I have this idea. I want financial backing. Because... uh Because he created an artificial ruby that would be used for that. Exactly. Right. And he created it. He has his own patent for it. Right. And I guess this is before patent laws, like, came into effect or... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how any of that works. But somehow, Howard Hughes was able to almost steal this patent. And because he was considered most of the financially successful individuals of the world, he was able to get away with it. And again, this is all the conspiracy, right? Right. So Roberts Roberts would claim that he was swindled out of both his invention and the patent, um, and he refused to let it go. So then he starts writing in his journals. Basically, he starts writing this book, the gemstone file and he's like fuck these guys this is what's really going on um he states that a select elite few rule the united states and their influence has reached out and stretched out worldwide so he's saying that you know these guys howard hughes and his gang that stole his idea they're so powerful that their power is reaching out worldwide. Well, and anything the U.S. does, it's going to have a global impact. Of course. We're the most powerful nation in the world. Right. So, yeah, that, that's true. So it makes true, sense, Robert. right? Yeah. So, um, he says that, in fact, the person that's running the show, according to the Gemstone file, is Aristotle Onassis. The Greek magnate. The the Greek (laughs) god, Aristotle. (laughs) Which I never, like, knew his first name was Aristotle. Well, here's something embarrassing, um, because I don't like American history or, like, U.S. history. Didn't even know that's how Jack, like, I didn't know that's Jackie O, like, Jackie Onassis. I thought that was her, like, maiden name. Oh, okay. Before she married JFK. So dumb. It's Bouvier. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I just, I had no clue. And that's the thing. It's because no one knows. Well, who's heard of Aristotle Onassis? If you ha- aren't, like, if you were, like, just super into. But it's true. He's apparently the most powerful man in the world. And. I'm going to ask, you know what? I'm going to ask, ask Tracy. Trace. Yeah. I'm going to ask Tracy. Like, hey, do you know who uh, uh, Aristotle Onassis is? So this makes a huge, this is a huge circle. So Howard Hughes. Remember, this is the guy that fucked over Bruce Roberts. He's the one that stole his patent and the idea. Per Bruce Ro- uh, Roberts. For, for the laser. 
He was a huge advocate of Nixon. Remember, Nixon eventually runs against Kennedy in 1960. So apparently rumor states that Hughes made a quote-unquote non-repayable loan of a quarter of a million dollars to Nixon's brother in 1956. So in your head, Hughes is an advocate of Nixon, Mm -hmm. right? He's Mm -hmm. giving a a loan to Nixon's brother. Loan quotation marks like campaign money, basically? Who Who knows? Yeah, most likely. The following year, apparently unrelated, the Hughes Medical Foundation was awarded a tax-free status. Hmm. That's a coincidence, right? Lucky. It's really not a coincidence. Okay. So when Onassis started seeing Nixon as a threat in the eventual 1960 election, after all of this that's going on, he decided to deal with the source of influence and the money, which was Hughes, rather than deal with Nixon himself. Onassis is standing behind the scenes, and he is seeing Howard Hughes, one of the most powerful men in this world, donating a quarter of a million dollars to Nixon's brother. And he's seeing Nixon as a threat to JFK because Nixon runs eventually against JFK. Yeah. So he decides to deal with the source of influence and money rather than Nixon himself. So what does he do? In March of 1957, according to the Gemstone file, Hughes was kidnapped from his California home and smuggled out into an entirely booked-out floor of the Emerald Isle Hotel in the Bahamas. Oh, nice. Interestingly, it was around this time that Hughes' public appearances became to become diminished. He was not being seen anymore. So, okay, here's one thing I think. And for evil or for good, I think it's really impressive when people can sit back and wait. They are not the names in the news. They are behind the scene because it is a chess game. It's a strategy game. That's exactly right. And throughout history, throughout all of these examples of this, I think that's the hardest thing to be, especially because you have to have a certain personality to be successful, to do these things. And most of the time it's coupled with the need for notoriety. 100%. The fact that he can sit 100%. in the grass, use a snake in the grass. Onassis. Sure, sure let everyone oh, else. Like, let everyone else, like, take credit, do these things. But I know exactly how they got to do these things because I'm doing these things. And those people are the ones you look out for because it's like the ones that are quiet, they're observing, they're not really saying a lot. Well, let's remember, Jackie oh, marries so Aristotle Onassis. Why don't this is really interesting. So Onassis is, he's Greek, right? Right. In the Greek culture, it is said that if you murder a man, then you must take care of his children and marry his wife. Really? Mm-hmm. I will never get over that. Like, I no. love talking about JFK and the conspiracies behind that. If you had to name one theory for JFK, what mm. do you think it is? Who do you think killed him? I don't know. And that's also the problem. It's so much. I don't know. I think it was the mafia. For sure. You think it was? Okay. So back to this. Okay. So according to the gemstone file, there was a total of four shooters. Okay. One including Lee Harvey Oswald. As the patsy. 
The remaining three were the mafia, who positioned themselves across from the book depository, opposite of the grassy knoll and behind the fence of the grassy knoll. Each man also had a backup who would dispose of the shells and the weapon, allowing the shooters to escape via the sewer system. Yes. That's like a movie. The one thing that I always was very skeptical about whenever we were doing the research for JFK was like how fast the timeline was. Like, what, a white guy in Dallas in the 1960s and they found him in that movie theater within like five minutes. Like, well, and then, exaggerating, and then he shot that cop. Like, Jesus Christ. Like an idiot. Like, come on. Like, that was the convenient that they found him so Completely fast. agree. I totally agree yeah. with that. Um, okay, so let's see. So the backups and the timers who would give the shooters the signal to fire were largely dressed as, like, locals, right? Mm-hmm. After disposing the weapons, they would remain where they were and wait behind to be picked up, questioned, and released with no report made by the police. Oswald, according to the file, was ordered to fire at the Governor Connolly. He did this and then, as instructed, left the gun to be picked up by his backup. However, unbeknownst to him, no one was coming to remove his gun. It would be left there for the police to find, which they did, complete with the fingerprints, obviously, mm-hmm. of um, Lee Harvey Oswald and the witnesses placing him at the scene. And so he, he wrote all this down? Yeah, Bruce Roberts. Had all of this out in his thing. Okay. All right. So furthermore, the undercover work that Oswald had undertaken from the CIA merely provided his own motive as a communist-leaning radical to want to commit such an act, right? To say he was set up would be an understatement. Oswald's murder, however, was a last-minute arrangement. I mean, remember, that yeah, was, like, out of nowhere. Wasn't he already apprehended and then he was, he was apprehended. in fucking jail? He was with a cop. Yes! And he, and he got killed on camera, which is <laughs> so crazy. Which, like, okay, so the timeline between the shooting, between the apprehension, and then between getting him checked into jail and then killed was fucking, like, two hours. It was insane. So following the gunning down of the police officer, J.D. Tibbet, um, who the file states was not killed by Oswald, but two of Onassis's men. Uh-huh. So remember, this is Oswald originally got caught and uh, arrested because he killed a cop. Not because right. of JFK. No. Yeah. Because he killed a cop. They came for him at the movie theater, right? Exactly. Yeah. It was thought that Dallas's police would shoot Oswald on sight. However, when they arrested him unharmed, it presented an urgent problem for those behind the plot. So whenever they arrested um, Oswald, they were like, oh shit, why didn't they shoot him? Oh, they wanted him to shoot him. So the backups, the guys behind the scenes were like, oh shit, we need to fucking have him killed. So a meeting was arranged with local mafia men Jack Ruby who was yeah. the one that killed yeah. him, right? Mm-hmm. And they said, look, Jack Ruby's about to fucking die. He has whatever cancer he had. So he'll die before any kind of proceedings get scheduled. And that's why he died. And exactly. So using insiders, the police received orders to take Oswald out of the Dallas police station the following day through an unsecured walkway. And that allowed Ruby to shoot him at a point blank range. And remember, guys, Ruby's going to die. 
And no he, matter what, and happens. he knew he was going to die. I mean, it's all it huge wasn't even like a suicide mission. It was just like, yeah, this so is fucking crazy. So, um, Onassis was also really close to the Bouvier family, who was Jacqueline Kennedy's. That's her family. Yes. Um, they had close connections to the Masonic lodges and the so-called Illuminati. Yep. There they come up again. He's so, so yeah, cute. How? Anyways. Okay, so basically. Keep going. What else is left? I feel like there's other things. Just Aerosol Onassis was like behind everything. Because of his connections, right? And he's a fucked up asshole. And apparently, like, so basically what this is saying is he had an ulterior motive from the start. So he kno- he knew that he wanted to take JFK out because of JFK's strong beliefs. And he wanted to, he ended up marrying Jackie Kennedy. That's really fucking weird. It is I, weird. I cannot believe it I didn't really know. Weird. I, I, I am floored that I didn't know that fact. So, For so. Sure. The last page of the key, this is what I thought was interesting. So the last page of the key said, at present, the only way to spread this information here in America is hand to hand. Of course, this is like, this is 1975, right? Um, your help is needed. Please make one, five, ten, a hundred copies or whatever you can of this book, the skeleton key, and give them to friends or politicians, groups, Media, the game, this game is nearly up. Either the mafia goes or America goes. Wait, who said this? This is in the last page of the key. It was like a, it's like a. What? Yeah. So much of what is written within these alleged files can be proven in part. Um, And that is like the secret to this mammoth conspiracy theory. All right, so let me, so obviously we always try to give both sides. And so the only thing I could find, and I don't even know how, like, um, uh, blah, 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 like, ugh, legit this is. But, okay, so let's start with the fact that, like, there's no question that Bruce Porter Robert, Roberts existed. Because that was actually a question, like, is this guy even real? Because he just passed yeah. things down. So there's no question that he existed. So his San Francisco obituary reports that he was survived by a daughter and a brother. And there were at least two photographs of him. One with entertainer Carmen Mir- Miranda. So whatever. So he existed. So they think that he may be a schizophrenic. Uh, so from Martin Cannon, I don't know who this guy is. I didn't research it. I don't know if he's respected or not. It's called Exposed at Last, the real gemstone file. And that was in 2001. Um, and they kind of portray him as a paranoid schizophrenic, like Bruce Roberts. Yeah. Right. And and you know what? It may not be fair. Right. It may or may not. Um, but there's no question that the skeleton key became an archetype for unified global conspiracy theories like it it wasn't like immediately rejected basically that's what i'm gathering from yeah on my research right and hey if somebody else like please if you're a lot if you're listening to this and you decide to do research on this 
find me like the debunked facts because I spent a ton of time I couldn't find but anything. I don't think I think that's the thing like there are no debunked facts and but there's no supporting facts like that's the that's the thing yeah so okay the only basically the only criticism or debunking that I could find is that and I believe this there's so many files he wrote so much shit and they were given out amongst people that there weren't any like rules or yeah anything in place to edit and then like they were shared among like popular magazines and so that's why it can't be proven or debunked because how how do we know what was changed or what wasn't based on his original notes? And but even the original notes have no, like, authenticity, right? Right. I mean, if we really think about it. Right. So the last thing I'll say is from a why don't we think this is 100% true is, like, so the skeleton key to the Jimson file contained whispers of the truth. So Anassis was linked to the Kennedys, and well, Nixon's family was in financial debt to Howard Hughes. That's all true. However, the key, the book based on the papers that Roberts gave, right, is too riven with inaccuracies to be convincing. Like there's okay. too many like uh, this. Uh, that's not true, or that's not really right. So. In the key, in the skeleton key, they say that he, that Howard Hughes was buried off Scorpios. I guess that's a Greek isle or whatever. He was not. He was what? So that's Onassis's private island is Scorpios. They, in the skeleton oh, key, they okay. say that, that Howard <coughs> Hughes was buried there. Um, and then there was like some oh, handwriting yeah. that died. could not have been faked in 1975 by a computer. Like, I don't know if you, like, wrote something. I don't know. I, I just, like... Ooh. With any document that has some things right and then have some things that are really wrong, then you're like, well, what do I believe? Sorry. Not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. So did you say all the aspects of the conspiracy theory? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think we covered it. So, I mean, do okay. you have anything else to say well, about no. the and then I, files? No, no, no. And like I said, like in conclusion, here's why like we can't just take this as fact is because it was distributed a million times. We don't know what was edited. We don't know what was watered down. Like, like in the last page of that book, like that she was the second receiver of these files and she was like, copy this five, a hundred, a million times, distribute it. So, like, so the conclusion is, I mean, it's not so far-fetched, but, like, you can't disprove or prove it. That's the thing. So, I do have this... I think the big big thing about the gemstone files is the power that Aristotle Onassis actually has or had. Right. But one thing that I do have right here is how the gemstone file fits into the conspiracy network from Illuminati to Freemasonry and how it connects to the gemstone file and then like how everything comes out. Oh yeah, that's that's the big thing. It's they're saying that Onassis is part of the Illuminati and this was all planned. 
So, I mean, just so I feel silly, like but... literally every conspiracy... Oh, I'm burping. Sorry. Um, are I you feel burping like... or are you crying with passion? <laughs> it could be either. <laughs> um, no, but I feel like the Illuminati and Freemasonry, which are totally different things, show up literally in everything we talk about. So we're going to have to face this at one point, this monster topic. But, anywho, this was the mega conspiracy of all conspiracies in American history. And I challenge you guys to go and disprove this. Yes, please help us. Oh, and if y'all are better than me, which you probably are, um, tell us if it's totally untrue. This is a really hard topic. It's and so, hard. And so if you have any insight, please let us know because it's, it's overwhelming. It's very it overwhelming, was, it and was there's not a lot. JFK esque. Like I said, we tried this a million times; it didn't work. But so, and that's our boy. That is uh, our boy. We tried so hard. We love JFK. So, anyways, so that is the gemstone file, a little known but large as fuck conspiracy theory. And I hope y'all were pondering all thoughts, pondering thoughts, things pondering we didn't, this. we didn't conclude anything. Where just there's no conclusion. Yeah. That should be our new theme song. Just the Exile song. Just copy it. (laughs) Okay, so I will say, like, I will say that to this day that the X Files, there's some episodes that freak me the fuck out. Never watched it. (gasps) Never watched it. What? Mm mm. Um, do you want to live in your house for a week straight and watch them? Because that's what's going to yes. happen. Yes, I do. <gasps> Can you promise me that this next weekend you're going to watch them? Yes. Mm, I'll see you in a year. <laughs> We're going to take a hiatus <laughs> on this podcast because Sus needs to watch all the X-Files. And I will. Oh. I mean, look at me with this zest. <laughs> Have no, us stop talking about it. I, oh. Yeah, you're going to, oh, you're so lucky. Yeah, it's going to be great. Really? It's awesome. Is it like Law and Order? Because. No. Love it. Okay. No, it's sci-fi. Done. Done, done. Done and done. See you guys in like a, a year. Months. Yeah, for sure. So. It's not going to take me a year. Give me two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all, we have so much coming up. I hope you're excited. I hope you are too. I hope you're still listening, Beachy Dubs. Beachy Dubs, you better fucking still be listening. <laughs> this started as just something that, and I don't know if y'all can relate to this, but everyone gets kind of bogged down in the grind, and Tess and I definitely do. Not just because of our personalities, which I think definitely contribute to that, but like we have corporate jobs and. You know, I looked up a few years ago, and a, a coworker of mine from another state asked me, "Hey, so what's new with you?" Like this was several years ago, and I didn't talk about work because he knows what I'm doing at work. I looked at him for a full like ten seconds. I said nothing. I was like, "I have nothing new with me," and I don't know if a lot of you guys feel like that because we can. We're just trying to work. We're trying to. This is so much fun for us. Like, this really is. Yeah, and and I mean, it kind of started selfish, but I mean, now that we've been doing it for a while, like, I really hope that 
you go like it. Like, I, I mean, this is just kind of fun stuff. Like, I was not a conspiracy theorist person, but, like, it's kind of fun to think about. It's fun to get yourself out of your own life and to learn some history, to think about hypothetical things and some impacts. And I, you know, I think everyone can kind of relate to being in a rut and then you find something like this and hopefully other people like it because we like it a lot. Love it so much. <laughs> you know, I kind of wish this was like a radio show where people would call in and we could take people's callers. Like, so we're not popular enough. Well, one day maybe. One day maybe. So anyway, so please follow us. You guys can email us. You can follow us on our social media. What's our email address? Tessie McDevitt. You want to spell it? Tessie McDevitt, gmail.com. T-E-S-S-Y-A-N-D-M-C-D-U-B. Have you been practicing? Yeah. so good. So quick. I can spell our names. Still don't know the password saved on my computer. Okay. I couldn't tell you that. That's fine. Don't tell them the that. password. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. We'll tell you the password next so, week. So we're if really looking, so we got some big things planned that are really um, big things. If we you're a murderer and George. you know what that is, then stick around. I might get na, a little na, surprise. Na, 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 na. <laughs> it's like our theme song. I swear. I know. All right, well, well, we love you. God bless and trust Trust no no one. one. Bye. Bye.